the name of the Lord in here. Anybody know he's worthy this morning? Come on and bless the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. My hallelujah belongs to him. My thank you, Jesus, belongs to him. Anybody got a thank you in your heart this morning? Anybody got a reason to be thankful this morning? When you think about all that God has done, all that God is doing, all that God has promised, you ought to have a hallelujah in your heart. A thank you, Jesus. In your spirit, my hallelujah belongs to him. Hallelujah. From the rising of the sun to the going down of the same. Listen, while you're resting on your feet, can we just give him that worship this morning? Hallelujah. 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 It simply means to God be the highest praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Thank you. 
Father God, right now, we bless your holy name. We magnify you. We glorify you. You deserve it all. And so much more. Songwriter said, if we had 10,000 tongues, we couldn't thank you enough. But, oh God, this Sunday morning with the one tongue that we have, we're going to tell you thank you. With the one tongue we have, we're going to lift up praise to you. With the one tongue that we do have, we're going to say hallelujah. Bless your name, oh God. Come into this sanctuary. The sanctuary of this building, but also the sanctuary of our hearts. Dwell with us. Abide with us. Make your presence known in this place. Oh God, we give you the glory. We thank you for another day's journey. You didn't have to do it, but we're so glad you did. You woke us up this morning and we say thank you. You kept us in our right minds and we say thank you. You gave us the activity of our limbs and we say thank you. We came to this sacred place, gathered in this sacred assembly. And God, after two years of being socially distanced, we say thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. Bless your name. Bless your name. Only God, only you deserve it. And we're going to give it to you the best way we can. The best way we know how. Lord, we're going to forget about ourselves. And we're going to concentrate on you. And worship you. We're going to forget about our neighbors. We're going to forget about being this, that, and the other. And just tell you, thank you for who you are. And for what you've done in our lives. God, thank you now. Show up in this service. Show up in this house. Have your way, O oh God. Speak to our hearts in Jesus' name. And for his sake we pray. Let every heart say amen. Amen. seated in the presence of the Lord. Amen. Amen. God is a good God. God is an awesome God. God is a mighty God. And I don't know about you, but I'm just trusting in God. Listen, the Bible says some trust in horses, some trust in chariots, but we, I'm talking about what some folk do, we will trust in the name of our Lord. Anybody trusting him in this morning? Anybody believing in him this morning? Anybody know that God will do exceeding abundantly above all we ask, think, or imagine according to the power that is working in us? We will trust 
in God. Amen. 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 Listen, Pat, if it don't, we're good? Yes, all right. All right. Because I, I got another one. Amen. I promise you I got another one. Amen. We know. We know. All right. All right. Amen. Let's trust in him. Oh, no. 
trust in God. Trust in God. We thank you and we welcome you to these services. Those of you who are watching online, we certainly welcome you to these services as well. Go ahead and share this with your neighbor and your friends. Let them know that you are worshiping with K Chapel Online and you're inviting them to worship the Lord God with you. We're delighted this morning to have our Girl Scouts this morning. It's Girl Scout Sunday, y'all. Amen. Can we bless God for our Girl Scouts? Amen. They're going to be leading us in the worship service this morning. We got several troops that are represented. I'm going to get out the way and let y'all do what y'all do. Amen. Good morning. I am Cameron Shelton, a member of Cadet Troop 5010. Please stand for the reading of the scripture and remain standing for the prayer. The scripture for this morning comes from Acts, the New Living Translation of Acts chapter 2, verses 42 through 47. And it reads, all the believers devoted themselves to the apostles, teaching and to fellowship, and to share in meals, including the Lord's Supper, and to prayer. A deep sense of awe came over them all, and the apostles performed many miracles, signs, and wonders. And all the believers met together in one place and shared everything they had. They sold their property and possessions and shared the money with those in need. They worshiped together at the temple each day, met in houses for worship, for the Lord's Supper, and shared their meals with great joy and generosity, all the while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all the people. And each day the Lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for keeping us safe and blessing us to assemble for this Girl Scout Sunday celebration. We desire to live according to your teaching and keep our Girl Scout promise. Help us to listen to your voice. Help us to be willing and quick to to do your work, as well as help us to be friendly and loving. And most of all, we thank you for your son, Jesus, who gave his life to pardon us from our sins. Continue to bless us in this worship service. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. Girl Scout Week, and the Sunday of that week is called Girl Scout Sunday. 
Girl Scout Sunday was founded in the United States by Ju Juliet Gordon Law. Girl Scout Sunday is a time when Scouts emphasize that they take the Girl Scout promise seriously. The Girl Scout promise section says we will try to serve God. We pause today to serve our God. Throughout the promising law, we dedicate ourselves to the purpose of inspiring girls the highest ideals, characters, conducts, and patriotism, and the resource citizens, ladies, gentlemen, and Girl Scout families. This is the occasion celebration for today. Amen. Let the church say amen. Thank God for these Girl Scouts and for the troop leaders and for the parents and all that you do to make uh, these young women, women of character, uh, women who are going to do amazing things in life. It's interesting that uh, Girl Scout Sunday is in this month, which is also known as Women's History Month. Amen. And I was looking, I was, yeah, yeah, Women's History Month. I was looking at a bit of Women's History Made last week as the president gave his state of the union address on either side of him I wish I had a witness in this house on either side of him were two women and one was a sister I'm just saying I'm just saying one of them was a sister um, and they both were from a certain party. I ain't going to get into that. But, but it just seems to me uh, that this is a good time to celebrate girls becoming women. Women who will take their rightful places and do awesome things to the glory of God. We celebrate our Girl Scouts and we celebrate women on this Women's History Month. We'll say a little bit more about that uh, later in the service. It's now time for our tithe and our offering period. Amen. Is there someone to lead us in that? All right. Tithe and offering period. We ask that you prepare now your gifts and your offerings. Those of you who are worshiping with us, you know that uh, offering trays are not being passed around, but rather uh, they are positioned in the uh, foyer and well as in the uh, entrances and exits on either side, wherever you enter or exit, we ask that you drop your tithe and your offering in that box or in that offering tray or basket. For those of you who are worshiping online, we invite you to give by any number of ways. You may text to the number that's on your screen. You may give by way of the K Chapel Church app, or you may also drop your offering off at the office. Whatever you do, however you do so, we ask you to do two things. Give so liberally and give so cheerfully, for the Lord loves a cheerful giver. Amen. It's giving time.
for this offering which has been received. Bless those who gave and bless those who desired to give but were unable to give at this time. We pray that we will be good stewards of these gifts to further the work of your kingdom by helping those in need. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 You may be seated. He didn't have to do it. Anybody glad that he did? He didn't have to do it, but I'm so glad. So glad that he did. Amen. 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 Listen, for just a moment, let me let me ask that uh, we, just before the presentations, I know you all are ready. Amen. Thank God for you. Just for, look, look, they decide who's going to talk first. I love it. I love it. I love it. Listen, while they get that together, Pam, won't you come on now? We got some uh, information that we want to share uh, with uh, our graduates. We got, listen, we're coming up on graduation season, y'all, right? We got some folk who are graduating from high school. Let's understand what we need to happen uh, as we celebrate our seniors uh, who will be graduating in 2022. Amen. Good morning, K Chapel. My name is Pamela Adams, and I re represent the Youth Department Futures Ministry. It is now time for us to start preparing for our seniors' graduation and our college graduates. Here at K, it has been tradition that through our Baccalaureate Sunday, we extend. I'm sorry, y'all, this mask is getting me. Here at K, it has been our tradition that our, uh, for our Baccalaureate Sunday, we extend the opportunity for our young graduates and college scholars to parade in front of our congregation. The Future Ministry is now accepting um, forms through April 30th, and let me emphasize, emphasize, you have to have your form in by April 30th. There will be no excuses. From our graduating um, K Chapel High School seniors and college graduates, from the um, the ceremony will be May 29th. So I need y'all to remember that as well. May 29th will be the day that we, you know, do our ceremony for them. Forms may be obtained through email requests only by submitting it to Future Ministry K Chapel at Yahoo.com. The absolute, I'm going to repeat it, deadline will be April 30th, 2022. Our primary form of communication will be through emails this year, and we ask that all participants monitor correspondence sent through this means. Of course, if you need more information, please do not hesitate to text one of the future ministries, myself, Pamela Adams, Toya Brown, Karen Evans, and Lisa Gasper. Thank you, and we look forward to celebrating this moment with our graduates this year. Amen. Good morning. My name is Kaylee Bryant from Brownie True 5029. Pastor Buckley, will you please stand? On behalf of Cade Girl Scout, we present this check to the church, $600. 
morning, K Chapel. Don't look at me like that. We've had a good week. As of this morning, there have been no reports of deaths. So God is good. And for me personally, when they sang that song just a minute ago and said that he didn't have to do it, you see, I had COVID a few uh, back in 2020. And I can tell you, he didn't have to do it, but he did. And I will tell you on this day, you can write it down that I made a promise that from this day, that day forward, I will make sure that at least one person smile. And the reason why, there are a lot of hurting people in this world. I don't believe y'all heard me. There are a lot of hurting people in this world. Whatever reason he decided to keep me here, I'm just waiting for him to point me in the direction he wants me to go. No matter where it is, no matter what he has for me to do, I'm going to do it. But until then, I will continue my work here. Listen, the husband, Benny, uh, Brother Benny Larry of, of Sister Jackie Larry, thank you. He is now in rehab. And you also know that you've heard read in the passing, past Sundays, those that are recovering at home. We have Sister Marilyn Woods, Sister Robbie Singleton, Sister Sean Clark, Sister Robbie Edwards, Sister Rochelle Bingham, and Sister Jacqueline Moore, all of which are continuing to ask for your prayers. And let me tell you something. If you don't know how God, good God is, you are missing something. You hear me? You are missing something. But as I always say, pray when you can, visit where you can, and each day, thank God that you can. Amen. bless you. God bless you. What an awesome God we serve. Amen. What a mighty good God we serve. We are in the midst of a great time, a midst of transition, you might say, uh, as we prepare to enter into a full-time service. Yeah. Yeah, full-time service. Full -time. That, that, that means in-person service every Sunday. In-person service every Sunday. And the first, the first time we're going to start, we're going to start in-person service every Sunday, beginning, beginning uh, Women's Day, which is the third Sunday of this month. Third Sunday of this month and thereafter... We will have service every Sunday. Amen. Service every Sunday. Somebody ought to thank God this morning. Somebody ought to praise God. Listen, we've been through a whole lot to get to where we are right now. We've been through a whole lot to get to where we are right now. Hallelujah. 
So we thank God for this moment of transition. We, we For now, for now, we are only having one service, that being 11 a.m. Uh, 11 a.m. will be the, the, the one and only in-person service each and every Sunday. Now, here's the thing. We're going to drop uh, the need for you to register. Amen. You don't have to register to come to church anymore. Amen. So, so for everybody who've been saying, you know, registration is such a hassle. Amen. Guess what? It ain't a hassle no more. And if we don't see you, we know it's something else. Y'all ain't talking to me in here. We're going to drop registration. All you have to do is show up. Now, when you show up, we do want you to come with your mask. Amen. We still will have you wearing masks, and we still will have temperature checks uh, at the entrances and exits, those kinds of things. Sunday school will remain uh, on Zoom for now. Uh, we're asking that you do one thing for us. Because we don't know what to expect uh, on these next few Sundays. We don't know what the crowd's going to be. We don't, know, we don't know all of that. But here's what I need you to do. I need you to work with our ushers. Stand up, ushers. Stand up, ushers. Listen. Yeah, go ahead and give them a hand right now. Listen, if they ask you nicely, or maybe not so nicely, I don't know, just depending on what kind of energy you give them, but, but if they start out asking you nicely to be seated somewhere, please follow their instructions. Because here, here, here's what I need you to know. As we come back, ain't nobody got no seats. And, and I needed to say it like that. You're not going to be able to sit in your seat where you've been sitting the whole time. Amen. Follow the instructions of, come on and say it for me, follow the instructions of the ushers. They're doing their job. They're doing their best to get us where we need to be, how we need to be, and, and, and make sure that everybody is as spaced out as can be. Uh, in these services and when we see that we need to do something different we will make that adjustment but we we need to see what we have first amen so when we see what we have we'll then know what we need to do okay so work with us work with us and we will get through this transitional phase together but can we just give God praise for being where we are right now amen amen God bless you thank you ushers thank you ushers Listen, we're going to get ready to hear from uh, our Girl Scouts in just a minute. But just before they come, let me say happy birthday to all of our March birthday babies. If you got a birthday in the month of March, come on and stand to your feet and let us celebrate you this morning. All of our March birthday babies, where are you? Happy birthday, March. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, March. God bless you. God bless you. Amen. 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 God bless you. Happy birthday to you. 
Happy. Listen, a couple of special birthdays. 96 years old, Mother Susie Christian. 96 years old. And then 90 years old, Mother Lester. 90 years old. Amen. Happy birthday, Mothers Christian and Mother Lester. I am Michelle Jones, a member of the Senior Troop 5025. It's a great pleasure for me to introduce to some and present to others our Girl Scout speaker for today, Nala Holloway. Nala is the daughter of Mr. Michael and Miss Tracy Holloway. She's a member of the Ambassador Troop 5389. Nala is a senior at Murrah High School where she is on the honor roll and the graduation class roster of 2020, wait, of Springs 2022. Upon graduation from high school, Nala plans on to plans to attend Holmes Community College, where she plans to major in nursing. She's also a member of Hope Springs Missionary Baptist Church. In her free time, she loves to read, play with her dolls, and spend time with family and friends. Scouts, ladies and gentlemen, our speaker, Nala Holloway. Good morning. I would like to thank Michelle Jones for introducing me. Today, I would like to talk to you how Case Chapel Girl Scouts program helped me become the person you see standing in front of you today. What does being a Girl Scout mean to me? Well, being a Girl Scout means to me being a girl of courage, confidence, and character, and one who can make the world a better place, or at least try. Through my nine years of being a girl, being a Girl Scout, I've learned so much about myself that I've never known. When I first started Girl Scout, I was in the fourth grade, and I was registered into Miss Florence's troop. Miss Florence was a very sweet lady that spoke to me every time she saw me, and she would help me then make friends. When I was in the fourth grade, I was very shy. Then I would go on to be in her troop from fourth and the fifth grade. In the fifth grade, we went camping. I was very scared because this would be the first place I would ever go without my parents. It was overnight and I was extremely scared to be without my parents. I built up the courage to ask my parents to go because all of my friends were going, I really wanted to go and have this experience. I finally asked them and they finally said yes. On the first day at camp, I was mostly to myself because I was scared and shy, but eventually around the second day, we had to do activities where we had to make new friends and become comfortable with each other. The second day was very fun. We went on a trail. We sung around the campfire and other things. But the most memorable moment to me will always be the day we took the trail because that was the day that I noticed how beautiful the world around me is. I want to go camping every year because of that great experience. After Miss Florence Troop, I would then go to Miss Davis Troop. I was just starting middle school and I was learning about myself. In this troop, I heard so many good things about Ms. Davis and how active she was and how many good experiences I would have. In Ms. Davis' troop, we did a lot of community service. 
and this is where she introduced me to community service. We did community service projects, I say, like every two weeks. And the community project that we did that stuck to me the most would be the dog shelter. I love animals, and I would like to help them the most I can. And to see all those animals abandoned and left alone, it just made me so sad. And doing anything for them would make me feel an ounce better. I have two animals myself, and I wouldn't want to see them in that situation. These community project services that we did made me sympathize more. The community service that we did in this troop will forever stick to me and will make me feel gratitude towards the small things I have. These three years, those three years were so good to me. Next, I went to Ms. Duval's troop. In this troop, I was freshly entering high school. I officially learned that Girl Scout does have some ups and downs, but it helps me through my everyday life. After I entered Ms. Duval's troop, we learned things such as sewing, what STEM is. STEM is science, technology, engineering, and mathematics, or even different career paths I could choose. I say this troop will be the troop where I figured out that I wanted to major in nursing. I stayed in this troop to the ninth and the tenth grade, and then I moved to my current troop, which would be Ms. Gray's troop. Ms. Gray was very inspirational, and she encouraged me to do things that I've never tried before. Ms. Gray was very sweet to me, and she was big on the idea of girl-led meetings. This was my favorite thing because we could pick what we wanted to learn and what we felt were important to us to learn. I'll never forget that one meeting where we made snow globes. You would think this would be a very, 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 very easy thing to do, but no. It took the entire meeting, plus more, to finish these. The directions were very unclear, and we couldn't tell what we were actually supposed to do. So she would always fuss at me and Jayla because we weren't paying attention to the directions or we were moving too fast. She would always be like, slow down, girls. <laughs> but we kept going at our own pace, and eventually we got on to it. This day was so fun because I learned that there are other things I could do then, such as being on my phone to have fun. It was full of self-fulfillment, and I learned to do something that's exciting to me. And when I'm at Girl Scout meetings, I feel like I'm at home. And that's the most important thing to me about Girl Scouts, is when I'm always at Cage Chapel Girl Scouts program, I feel at home. That's the thing about Girl Scouts. It makes me feel comfortable with my true self, the one you see standing in front of you today. This church and community has helped me learn what my true self is and what I mean to it. I also learned that Girl Scouting is more than just selling cookies and going camping and earning badges. It's about being, building courage, finding yourself, gratitude, and mostly finding it at home. Case Chapel Girl Scouts program will always have a special place in my heart and mind because without all of you, you would not see this young lady that you see in front of you today. I said all this to say thank you for your leadership and service. Thank you.
The question is, will I ever leave you? The answer is no, 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 no,
believing. He is returning soon. And we'll still serve him by saying yes. Yes to his will. Yes to his way. My God today. Are you glad to be here this morning? Oh, bless his name. So I mentioned to you that we will be returning to full-time worship, in-person worship, on the third Sunday, which is Women's uh, Day. That day carries significance for us because it was Women's Day 2020. When all of this changed. Women's Day 2020 when we had to shift. We had to put the Women's Day speaker back on a plane and send her back to Detroit. We had to tell the women's choir to watch us at home. They were had their dresses and corsages and everything ready. Oh, they had practiced mightily. They were ready. I know, Sister Amanda, y'all were ready. Y'all were ready. It was Women's Day when I came here. A few members of the praise team and Pat, musicians. And we preached a sermon entitled, The Church Has Left the Building." Well, Women's Day 2022, the church is coming back to the building. We're coming back, but we're not going back. We're coming back, but we're not going back. I want to begin in preparation for our return, share with you a few thoughts around the subject, the good of gathering. The good of gathering. Read earlier in your hearing, and thank you to our Girl Scouts for leading this service the book of Acts, chapter 2, verses 42 through 47. I'm going to read from the New Living Translation. All the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to sharing in meals, including the Lord's Supper, and to prayer. A deep sense of awe came over them all, and the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders. And all the believers met together in one place and shared everything they had. They sold their property and possessions and shared the money with those in need. They worshiped together at the temple each day, met in homes for the Lord's Supper, and shared their meals with great joy and generosity, all the while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all the people. And each day the Lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved may be seated in the presence of the Lord, the good 
of gathering. Over the course of the last two years, Pastor Emeritus, the church globally and the black church particularly had to make necessary pivots and shifts in practices in order to help keep people safe. When I look back at all that we implemented and all that we instituted on behalf of the health and safety of our people, Ricky, I am excited and delighted and proud about what we determined and what we did for the welfare of our people. We attempted to preserve as best as possible Christian community in virtual spaces. And two years later, we are a Zoom literate people. We didn't learn anything else. We learned how to Zoom. Two years later, we are a Facebook savvy and YouTube schooled People, We know how to hop on a conference call in a minute, set up breakout rooms in digital spaces. We know how to blend virtual voices that you heard today with live music. We, we, we know how to take service on location and preach in back alleys or sheep stalls or anywhere else we so desire. We... We can do just about anything. We've learned how to give online. We learn how to submit prayer requests online. We learn how to have Bible study. I even do premarital counseling online. We learn how to harness technology and the tools of technology to keep the church moving and ministering to the needs of the human spirit and the human soul. We celebrate what God has enabled us to learn and to do in this season of being scattered and socially distanced from one another. But let it be clear and let us be sure that there is power in Christian community. In other words, saying that there is good in gathering. There is good in the people of God gathering that Zoom cannot replicate and Facebook cannot imitate and YouTube cannot duplicate. These tools, yes, certainly have helped us to communicate the gospel. They have been invaluable and will remain a part of how we minister in the foreseeable future. But there is something irreplaceable about this physical gathering. This physical gathering and sitting side by side of God's people. And the text reminds us this morning of the good of gathering. When you begin to examine the birth of the church and its early inception in the book of Acts, we are immediately drawn to the fact that it was a spirit-filled body of believers that grew by gathering. They grew by coming together. They grew in number and they grew in nature by being in each other's presence. 
fellowship of kindred hearts promoted their spiritual growth. The fellowship of like minds promoted spiritual growth. The fellowship of a common faith promoted spiritual growth. And scripture points to the fact that spiritual growth does not happen best in isolation. But rather in fellowship. Spiritual growth does not happen best in isolation, but rather in fellowship, in communion, in relationship one with another. The Bible constantly refers, Powell, to the ministry of one another. We are to pray ye one for another. We are to encourage one another. We are to love one another. We are to comfort one another. And through one anotherness, we experience spiritual growth and the good of gathering. This text points to the fact that the power of the early church rested in the reality that it was as much a relational body as it was a spiritual body. In other words, there was as much commitment to each other as there was a commitment to practicing spiritual disciplines. They were as committed, watch this, to checking on each other as they were committed to reading scripture. Y'all not going to talk to me in here. They, they were as committed to sitting down and eating a meal together as they were to reading scripture together. They saw the power of being in fellowship as a tool to spiritual maturity and growth. And so they were committed. Committed to fellowship as much as they were to fasting. Committed to preparing meals together as much as they were praying for one another. They were committed to sharing resources with each other as much as they were committed to showing up to temple for worship together. In fact, the early church <coughs> seemed to equate the two spiritual and relational. They equate the two recognizing that it is a spiritual experience to be in relationship with my brother and my sister. It, it, listen, if you don't believe it's so, just think about some of your brothers and sisters. And if you tell the truth, it takes a whole lot of spirit Y'all ain't talking to me in here. To put up with some of us. Amen, lights. It, it, some of y'all are thinking right now, I'm glad to go back to church, but, oh, Lord. Relationships matter in this thing called spiritual development. It is 
sad reality, honestly, that this pandemic has shifted a lot of our sensibilities when it comes to going to church. A lot of believers right now believe that they can be as spiritual and perhaps even more spiritual than they ever were without the whole relational thing. Because you've had to make your home your sanctuary for the last two years. Some of you have decided that you can do church better by yourself. You might as well say amen. When you think about it right now, some of you are thinking, yeah, I can be at home. I don't have to put up with her. I don't have to see him. When the choir singing songs I don't like, I can turn it down. In fact, I can go check out another service and come back in when I thank the preacher. Y'all ain't talking to me in here. We've gotten good to doing church on demand and, and church the way we like it and, and fast forward past the uninteresting parts and rewind and see what we want to see. Y'all come on and talk to me if you can. We don't, we don't have to ask anybody to, to let us buy. We don't have to put up with, with, with quirky dispositions and mean attitudes. We, we can sit where we want to sit. We can eat what we all want to eat while we're watching TV. We, we do good doing church by ourselves. But my brothers and sisters, hear me. You don't grow spiritually in isolation. You don't even grow socially in isolation. You cannot become all that God intends for you to become by doing church by yourself forever. There are some things that you just can't get by yourself. You can't learn patience by yourself. You need somebody to get on your nerves. You can't learn long-suffering by yourself. You need somebody to try you. Y'all ain't talking to me in here. You, you can't learn how to keep your tongue by yourself. You need somebody to almost want you to say what was on your mind. You, am I talking to myself in here? We need, watch this. The challenge that others give us. You need the push and the pull that others give to you. You need the tension and the frustration that helps you to be sharpened and shaped into the individual whom God has called you to be. And you will never become that person in isolation by yourself. There's some good in gathering. We need the tension of others 
But not only do we need the attention of others, we need the testimonies of others. I say it's some good in gathering. When, when we come to this place, we not only get the proper attention, but we hear the necessary testimonies. Testimonies of what the Lord has done and we get the encouragement that we need when we gather. We get the faith from others that we need when we gather. We get, we get the hope that we need when we gather. We get the inspiration we need when we gather together. There seemed to be that very recognition in the early church that if they were going to grow spiritually, they needed to gather collectively. They had to do so as a body. And so three things, and I'll let you go this morning. That's the other thing about coming to this place. You got to wait on me. Oh, bless his name. <laughs> listen, 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 listen. The first thing this text suggests that the gathering of God's people offers the abiding sense of God's active presence. Verse 43 says, a deep sense of awe came over them all. A deep sense of awe when they came together for worship breaking of bread in the temple and then in each other's homes. A deep sense of awe came over them all. Why? What, what could have caused them to be in awe? They were in awe for the same reason that believers who come together now leave in awe because when believers commune together, it is more than just a get-together. It is more than a social and a soiree, but in communion with one another, believers connect to each other and hear and see and sense through one another what God is up to. When we come together, watch this, we see what God is doing in your life. And I watch this, I compare my notes to your notes and I, I see where God is moving in my life and I see what God has done in your life and I remember what somebody else told me God did in their life and we put the pieces together and see the moving power of the Holy Spirit in one place on one accord and we leave in all. That what God did for me, he did for you, he did for you, he did for you, he did for you. And we all came to the same place and saw God's hand. How awesome that when the saints of God gather together and start comparing notes, we can see the fingerprint of God. How awesome. That when we come together, we can share the testimonies and believe, leave, go, leave here believing that if he did it for you, he'll do it for me. How awesome. How awesome it is to know that the miracle working God over here is the miracle working God over there. And when we bring it all together, we see signs, wonders, and miracles in this place. How awesome. He is presently actively moving in this place touching sickness healing diseases transforming lives how awesome 
Saving the lost. Binding the broken. Lifting the downtrodden. How awesome. Strengthening the weak. Restoring the hurt. Redirecting the wayward. How awesome. Reclaiming the disillusion. Reestablishing the fallen. Opening closed doors. How awesome. Moving mountains. Defeating enemies. Calming storms. Removing fears. How awesome. How awesome. Lifting burdens and making a way when there was no way. How awesome. And when the saints of God get together and gather together and start comparing notes, we leave here declaring how awesome is our God. That's that's what you see in verse 43b. Says the apostles perform many miraculous signs and wonders. I know, my brothers and sisters, that we've done the best we could in our homes over the last two years. But I believe that one of the things that we have missed in gathering is seeing and celebrating together the miraculous signs and wonders of the Lord. So as we turn the corner on COVID, I believe, Brother Crump, that more people than ever before will need to see a church of signs and wonders. Can can I unpack that? I, I, I believe more than ever before as we begin to regather each and every Sunday, that it will be imperative that the world sees a different gathering. It will be imperative that those who have only been able to worship online when they come through these doors, that they see a church full of signs and wonders. A church, a church that not only preaches a good word, but a church that has some works that matches that word, full of signs and wonders. Truth be told, my brothers and sisters, there are a lot of people who are looking for a reason to come back to church, looking for a reason to believe again in the church looking for data to support their return to this sacred assembly. And my brothers and sisters, I declare that one of the reasons for them to come is to come knowing that in this house is a place of miracles. In this house is a place of wonders. In this house is a place of signs. I need to tell you this morning, there's a boy out there looking to see if the church can do anything about his mother's addiction. Because for him, that would be a miracle. There's a mother out there looking to see if the church can do anything about her son's anger problem. Because for her, That would be a miracle. There's a wife 
looking to see if the church can do anything about her husband's gambling problem. Because for her, y'all not talking to me in here. That would be a sign, a wonder, and a miracle. There's a daughter who's looking to see if the church can do anything for her father's temper. A husband looking to see if the church can do anything for his wife's grief. A child looking to see if the church can do anything to save her parents' marriage. Because those things would be miracles. And I say to you this morning that as we begin to regather on a regular basis, that we must regather expecting to see God do a miracle. We should regather believing that the power of the Holy Spirit still performs signs, wonders, and miracles today. And we must be a part of the miracle. In other words, that means positioning ourselves to let God use us. Presenting ourselves in ways we have not before. Simply saying, Lord, however you want to use me, I'll be satisfied. Whatever you want to do through me, if it will cause a sign, a wonder, and a miracle to happen in this place, let thy will be done. Do I have a witness here? Let me hurry, get to a close. Second thing this gathering offers is the extraordinary expression of authentic empathy. The extraordinary expression of authentic empathy. The text says, all these believers met together in one place, shared everything they had, sold their property and possessions, and shared the money with those in need. That's an authentic expression of empathy. That is saying, when I suffer, I'm not suffering by myself. But there's someone else, watch this, who sees me and who suffers with me. Wish I had a witness in here. Can, can I be honest with you? One of the things... From Redmond, that I believe this pandemic exposed is the great weakness of many of our churches. Can, can I just be transparent with you? One of the things that the pandemic exposed is a great weakness of many of our churches. And that is this, that we are close as long as we are close. I'm going to say it again because you didn't hear it. We're close as long as we're close. But as soon as some distance and some time. Y'all not talking to me in here. It exposes the reality that some of our relationships 
are not as deep as we thought. Amen, lights. If truth be told, we found out something about ourselves here at K Chapel. But we now have the opportunity, Deacon Sims, to do something about it. In regathering and in reestablishing relationship, we must do so with a greater intentionality that goes beyond weekly meetings but to authentic empathy with and for one another. Let us be sure there have been failures, there have been failings over the last two years. We have not done everything perfect, right, or always well. In our attempt to stay connected, let me be honest, we did not touch everybody as often and as personally as we would have hoped to have done. That's your pastor saying that to you. There's some folk who we miss. There's some phone calls we did not make. Deacons and pastors included. But here's the beauty of the gathering. That when believers confess their faults. I'm preaching Bible now. Confess your faults. This is another one another. One to another. That's in James chapter 5 when you confess your faults one to another when you are not too proud to admit that you messed up. When you can in humility ask for forgiveness then it's up to you to practice some grace. It's up to you to respond with some mercy and return to this place saying let's get it right this time. challenge to each of us is that as we gather together that we do so with grace that we meet one another in a spirit of mercy and that we commit to ourselves being a community of faith in word and in deed let me finish here this third thing I got way more to say but I don't have enough time this third thing that this text shows us is a gathering, a growing gathering of goodwilled people. A growing gathering of goodwilled people. Verse 47 says, all the while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all the people. And each day the Lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved. Here's what I love about this, y'all, and I'm through. I love the text points to, it says, Praising God, watch this, and enjoying the goodwill of all the people. Can, can, can I say that again? Listen, praising God, that's the church thing, and enjoying. Some of y'all too holy and ain't learned 
how to enjoy. Wish y'all would talk to me in here. It, it, everything don't have to be about Jesus. I know y'all looking at me cross-eyed right now. It, every conversation don't have to be about the church. This says that they praise God and enjoy the goodwill of the people. In other words, these are folk who understood that there's a time and a place for everything. There's a time to worship God. But there's also a time to step high five with your neighbor and watch a football game. There's a time. There's a time to lift up holy hands. But there's also a time for you to there's a time for you to enjoy God. But there's also a time for you to enjoy the goodwill of all people. And you can do both and still be saved. I wish I had a witness in this house. You, 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 you can go to church and still enjoy some music that ain't got God in it. Because that's enjoying the goodwill. I wish I had some sanctified folk who understand they could still go to heaven and listen to earth, wind, and fire. They could still go to heaven and enjoy a little Frankie Beverly. They could stop. Wish y'all would come on and talk to me in this house. Enjoying the goodwill. And these folks, the early church, understood that when it's time to worship God, I'm going to give him everything. I'm going to worship him from my heart, from my soul, from my spirit, from my mind. But when it's time to fellowship with my neighbor, I'm going to hug on him. I'm going to love on him. I'm going to eat with him. I'm going to jog with him. I'm going to cook together with him. I'm going to bowl with him. We're going to laugh together. We're going to cry together. We're going to do life together. Because there's good in gathering. There's good in coming together. good how good and pleasant it is for brethren for sisters to dwell together in unity there's good in gathering and I look forward to the time when we open the doors and call this sacred assembly together because I need you. I need you. And you need me. You need me. We're all a part. We're all a part <laughs> of God's body. God's Stand with me. Stand with Agree me. Agree with me. Agree with We're me. all a part. We're all a part of God's body. It is his will. 
stand to your feet. I'm not going to ask you to touch your neighbor, but you ought to point at him right now and say this. I need you. I need you. You need me. You need me. We're all a part of God's body. We're all a part of God's body. Stand with me. Stand with me. Agree with me. Agree with me. We're all a part of God's body. We're all a part of God's body. It is his will. I need to say to somebody who's watching right now, I need you. I need you to tell them again. You are at home. I need you. I need you. You need us. You need me. <laughs> We're all a part. We're all of God's body. Of God's body. Come back here and stand with, stand with me. Agree with me. Agree with We're all me. A part of We're all So let's go ahead and promise right now. I pray for you. I pray. You pray for, for you. me. You pray for I me. I love you. I love and I need you. I need you. Here's the promise. I won't harm you. I won't harm with words from my mouth. With words from my mouth. Say I love you, I love and I need, I need you to serve. And I won't harm, I won't harm words from my mouth. With words from my mouth. Said I love, I love, and I need, I need you. Yeah, I pray for you, I pray for you, you pray for me. Say I love, I love, and I need, I need you to serve. I won't harm, I won't words from my mouth. With words.
each other, yes. There's one need that's even greater than that. That is our need for relationship with God through Jesus Christ. Because listen, if we're going to be right with each other, it starts by being right with God. When I'm right with God, then I won't harm you with words from my mouth. When I'm right with God, I can love you the way I'm supposed to love you when I'm right with God. And so if you don't have a relationship with God through Jesus Christ, you who are here, you who are watching, I want you to pray this prayer with me right now. In your heart, pray this. Father, in the name of Jesus, come into my life. Change me. Save me. Make me your child. I believe Jesus is your son. I believe he died on a cross for my sins. And I believe he rose again from the dead. And today, I choose Jesus as my Lord and my Savior. In Jesus' name. Amen. Now, if you prayed that prayer and you're here, I want you to meet us at the conclusion of this service. Ministers, I need you to stay in place. Anyone comes down here, we need to talk with them further. Make sure they understand what they've just done and then give them, uh, get them into new members orientation. If you prayed that prayer and you're watching, call the number that's on your screen. There's somebody waiting to pick up the phone and speak with you, pray with you, and give you next steps that you might live out your new faith in Jesus Christ. All hearts and minds are clear. We're standing for the benediction. Now may the grace of God and the sweet communion of the Holy Spirit rest, rule, and abide with each of you. Now henceforth and forevermore in the name of the Father and of the Son of the Holy Spirit. Amen and amen. God bless you. Go in peace.